this is the education show unlocking opportunities in teaching and learning through collaboration proudly brought to you by zabuza.net my how time flies it is time for a, another episode of the education show and we have a special guest today because today not only are we sort of wrapping up uh, women's month but we, we're also finding out a little bit about mental health and stress particularly as it relates to people in the education sector. Having said that, my special guest is Kate Rowe, the founder and CEO of Explorare. Hello, Kate. Hello, David. It's so good to have you along with us. Now, I always like to get to know our guests a little bit better before we, we jump into the meat and potatoes, so to speak. So talk to me a little bit about, about Kate. So are you, are you sort of... Joburg, born and bred, schooling, education, that kind of thing. Let's get a bit of background from you. I was actually born in Zimbabwe and then moved down to South Africa when I was, sure, about four and a half. And then grew up in the Natal Midlands, junior school in Howick, high school in Peter Maritzburg. And then I went to study in Cape Town. And that was actually in the film industry. I started off in the creative arts. I studied animation um, which was always just a fun, you know, incredibly dynamic space to work in. And then I left and went to London, which is a fairly typical South African thing to do, um, and found myself in, in a time in my life where I wasn't very well. I, I got physically ill and I had to reevaluate in my mid-20s and then changed things around and ended up going into um, alternate medicine. Um, and and followed quite a bit of studying along that track. Yeah, so it's been a bit of a, uh, well, we say, like a, a winding path <laughs> of education <laughs> and learning. Yeah. <laughs> those, those are sometimes the best paths to have, is the winding paths, I find. When did you start Explorare? So I think I registered the company about six or seven, maybe six years ago, but I've sort of been in this field for a long time you know going on close on 10 years now or probably actually even longer than that but yeah kind of launched Explorare yeah probably six years ago now I love I love asking people when they you know entrepreneurs and, and business owners about when they started their business and they always seem a little surprised um, as to when it actually started and it's like almost like my goodness is that much time gone past but w why Kate why Explorare and, and why this kind of business? Well, that's a good question. Um, so much of, of my motivation to, to kind of do this work and offer these types of services in the world was born from my very personal journey with figuring out these things and having to learn about uh, emotions and my own well-being and not doing it very well for, for a large portion of my life. Um, and so it feels important to me because it has that personal relevance and wanting to then give what I've learned back into the world, knowing how much of a difference it's made in my life. Which I think is one of the best reasons for wanting to do anything is, is the whole concept of, of, of service and of, of helping people. Now, you at this time, I mean, you do work in terms of what Explorare does. You work in numerous fields, but 
at this time, your passion and, and your focus is on the education sector. Uh, tell, me, tell me why you feel so strongly about this. Sure. Um, I've, worked, I've worked with kids for a long time and in, a, in and out of different schooling environments. My mom's a teacher, my granny was a teacher, my youngest sister's a, a, a special needs teacher. And so I guess I'm, I've, I've got a lot of reference points for teachers and I've been exposed and a lot of my friends are teachers and just seeing how much they give and what it takes to teach a class of 30 children or even 10 children. Um, it takes great emotional capacity and I'm seeing more and more teachers exhausted. If you think they, they hold and foster and take care of, of little people that, are, that to think that they are not feeling strong and well and healthy and vibrant seems, how do I say this, not okay for me. And so um, it was born out of working with children and then seeing, hold on, actually, some of the greatest influences are teachers and, and we need to, to take care of our kids. We need to take care of the, the people looking after them. Sorry, that was a long, convoluted explanation, but I hope I got the point across. <laughs> <laughs> you, you most certainly have. And, and I think... You know, when, when this topic uh, came up for discussion, my, my initial reaction was, you know, okay, it's, a, it's about time that we, we looked at something like this. Mm -hmm. Because a popular misconception, you know, is that, that teachers, I mean, what the heck do you have to worry about if you're a teacher? You know, you've got a, you've got a steady job, you get all of these wonderful holidays, you only work until two, maybe three o'clock in the afternoon. Everything should be rosy, and yet it's not. And, and, and teachers, I believe, and particularly now, are under incredible stress and incredible pressure. Would you agree? Absolutely. Um, I think perhaps what this, this lockdown and COVID and what we've been going through has really highlighted um, the stress that teachers are under. And it's also highlighted the role that teachers play. In our, in our lives, in our society. And when we suddenly take them out the mix, um, how kind of chaotic it becomes. Oh, yes. I've seen many posts from frustrated parents and everything going, we never, ever knew what it would be like until, until we started it ourselves. But, Kate, where does Explorare come into the picture? What, what do you guys actually do? So a, a combination of, of things, and initially it was, we've had an online learning platform for sure the past three or so years with the understanding that we can reach more teachers online, which we've seen now in this situation. From that, and I, I mean, I've had thousands of teachers come through these courses and just listening and, and really going, wow, you know, there needs to be something else here. And um, we developed this idea of, of emotional well-being community for teachers. And this is a place where there are peer support groups. If you're part of the community, you can have access to professional counseling as all part of the package, you know, no extra costs, including um, courses and, of course, the networking with other teachers. So we, my, my thinking is that we, we, we plug in and offer services that may feel 
out of reach a lot of the time for teachers, particularly when it comes to psychosocial support. And then just a sense of like really wanting to build a sense of, of community and, and we're in this, you know, there, there's a togetherness and we can support each other. Which, which is, is absolutely, I think it's, I think it's vital uh, at this time. But in terms of, of, of what you're offering on these courses, what do you, what do you sort of talk about? What are you, what are you aiming to achieve? So I'll use an example of, of something that's a hot topic at the moment, which is resilience. So there'll be, you know, I have a sort of like partly a second introduction through a webinar where it's just tackling some of the, the sort of basic concepts and then into longer term workshops and courses where we'll look at diving into, like if we're taking resilience, what is it and what do we need to cultivate it with a real focus on us? How can I cultivate the tools and skills for resilience in my life? And from that place, we can then support kids to do the same. So, so, so the content, while it's relevant and very useful in the classroom setting, it has a heavy slant towards self-care. And if we can do it for ourselves, we can then hold the space for, for the kids to do it for them, you know, do it themselves. Oh, I could talk for days on this, David. You have to like pause me when I get carried away. Oh, absolutely! Uh, I love I love people who are passionate, <laughs> and uh, and uh, and people who are, uh, get carried away. And I, I will I will jump in, but I think it's so important that that we get across uh, what you're doing because a lot of times people people don't pay the necessary attention to the sense of 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 working on self and you know how to make sure that I'm okay. Um, and that my sort of cup is full so that I can give out. Um, and a lot of times, you, you mentioned it as well, teachers, people in the education field are, are suffering from depression. They're burning out. And they literally, you know, this, this, the, the COVID turned the world upside down. There's no, no doubt about that. But I think it's just, it's made all of these problems manifest more, come to light more. And I think it's a chance for us to also take a look at ourselves because one of the things that, and I've been speaking about this quite a lot lately, is on us becoming more human, not less human, and, and connecting mm-hmm. and, and the ideas of vulnerability and intimacy. Now, when initially when I said intimacy, people were like, no, no, you don't talk, talk about, about that. It's, it's not necessarily that kind of intimacy. There's an intimacy and connection. Am I correct? Oh, my goodness. You are, you know, Singing to the choir here. What's the saying? Singing to the preaching to the choir. Um, absolutely. In fact, I actually have a course which is called Inviting Intimacy, and it looks at wh- what is intimacy, and and it's not like you say. People tend to go, you know, it's 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 sex based. You know, that's where a lot of our minds go, and and it's it's not that. And so many of us don't have the the skill sets in place to cultivate that that deeper connection. In fact, for many of us, connection can actually feel threatening. Vulnerability is terrifying because it doesn't feel safe. Um, And how can we as humans start to build safe emotional connections? And how can we grow from that place where where there's a, um, we're okay here, we're safe here, as opposed to, I need to be on the lookout all the time because, you know, I'm not sure about where I stand with someone. So I get it, 100% totally understand what you mean. 
And the other thing, I mean, if you think about it, during our lives and with the experiences of our lives, and I speak about this across, across the board, we pick up baggage. And, you know, teachers, teachers are no different. They've, they've also got their baggage and their issues. And then we, we, we sort of, you know, hand our children over and we expect them to be like almost supermen and superwomen. And a lot of times they, they, they're trying. The teachers I've spoken to are immensely passionate and, and, and they love their work. But you can see that it's, it's, it's draining them at the moment. And I think this is what makes me excited about what you guys do is you're offering people and and teachers, people in the education space, you're offering them some tools to deal not only with their baggage, but with their current reality and how they show up. Because I think how you show up is very important. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, I think teachers, there's a couple of expectations that I see uh, teachers get put under. And one is that that you can't say no, that you've just got to do what's needed and what's necessary. And then the other thing is that they're just expected to give. You know, give and they're expected to have, oh, I can't, I need to make sure I use the appropriate language. They've got to have everything together all the time. And that's exhausting. We, no one has it all together all the time. And to have the expectation that I've got to stand up in front of a class and be something or be a certain way every single day when, when you're going through a tough time is incredibly challenging. And in my opinion, not so healthy. You know, I, I've done a lot of work with kids. And when you stand up in, a, in front of a class and you go, oh, you know, I, I'm feeling quite tired. Uh, you know, this is going on or I don't have a lot of patience today. And you communicate honestly with kids. They respond differently because when we're honest about how we're feeling, we invite connection and connection you know, then if we invite connection, then we can start to build on safety and trust. But if I'm standing in front of the class and, and inside I'm breaking and I'm putting a smile on my face and pretending I'm okay, that feels very disconcerting to children, destabilizes the connection. Um, and, and children children well, pick this up very, very quickly. Absolutely. So I, I think it's, it's amazing. As we're talking now, I'm thinking... You know, there could be a lot of, a lot of, we talked about baggage earlier, but a lot of baggage, you know, if, if we were encouraging the sense of connection in our classrooms, mm-hmm. in our schools, I think it would make a huge difference, uh, not only to the teachers, but to the pupils as well. When, when, when they you know, have the freedom to express what they're doing, because I can imagine, I, I, I mean, I do it in my own life. You've had a a rough day and everything's gone wrong and the wheels have just totally come off, you snap at those people closest to you and, and, and you, you may not give them the best of yourself. Absolutely. And it, it's such a, it seems like such a simple thing when we say communicate to people, tell people how you're feeling, but it's, it's a big thing. It can be really scary. And we, we've grown up in an environment where, Feelings are not that welcome. And unfortunately, we're now seeing the, the repercussions of that, of having to shut down and kind of separate ourselves from what we're feeling. And yeah, you see it manifesting in, in all these different habits that we have, you know, where we come home and we open a bottle of wine and we have a drink before, before we're willing to sit down with our partner and say, I'm not coping today. It's a simple, it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's a very simple solution. One of the first things I, I literally say, it doesn't matter to parents, teachers, any, anybody working and wanting to build more connection. The first step 
is being able to talk about how you feel. Even just saying, I feel this, no explanation, just being able to say it. Yeah, that is, and, and you know what, it's not an easy thing to do because as you rightly say, and, and particularly if we think cross-culturally, you know, there's people that come from very old-fashioned homes, you know, children should be seen and not heard. That's how I grew up. And others where, you know, you, you respect your elders. And yet sometimes it's the people that you as a, as a, as a pupil or as a learner, you know, it's, it's the people you trust the most that, that end up, uh, you know, hurting you the most. So, so for teachers or, or, or let's, let's talk educators at the moment that, that may be listening uh, to this episode and they are feeling the pressure. They, 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 they literally are at their wits end. There, there is no more, you know, there's just no more give. Can we look at some tips and some things that they can do to start helping themselves to heal, to feel better, to communicate, to connect. Yeah, at the risk of sounding like a, <laughs> I'm on repeat, it would be once a day, give yourself two minutes to really check in and notice what you're feeling as a starting point. Because as soon as we know what it is that we're feeling, we start to open up choice. If we just keep going and we, we, we just forward motion, forward motion, not stopping to pause at any moment to just go, what's really going on here, we tend to stay in a cycle of reaction rather than being able to respond. So for example, if I'm, if I'm a teacher and I'm exhausted and I have to do a, a spin and I'm not really sleeping well, and oh, but you know, this child and I know they're in a home and they're not in a safe environment, all of this is going on for you to take Two minutes. I mean, I'd even say 30 seconds, but let's, let's push it and say two minutes and just notice what's really going on in this moment. I mean, I'm, I'm exhausted. What is, that, what is that trying to tell me? What is um, my exhaustion? It's trying to give me a message. Okay, what's the message? Oh, I need to rest. Ah, oh, okay. What can I do to help myself rest? You've taken yourself on a very different journey to... I'm exhausted, but I still have all these things to do. Does, is that, does that make sense, that those sort of steps? Makes absolute sense. If, if, I can, if I can relate a personal story, for mm. years, I was, I was running on empty and I was carrying on by sheer force of will. And I just continued and continued and continued. I eventually ended up like a zombie and, and I, I couldn't function, couldn't do anything. Um, I, I could hardly string two words together. And for somebody that's in the, the, the broadcast communication field, that wasn't a good thing for me. And I, I ended up having to go to a, a doctor. Um, they diagnosed me with burnout or adrenal fatigue or whatever the case may be. And I'm like, you can't say that because I don't have time for that. And this was in the middle of, of COVID. Because, and now, you know, everything's collapsing around us. And now you're telling me that uh, I'm burnt out and I'm actually not fit for man or beast at the moment. And mm. the hardest thing for me was to actually just step back and go, okay, let's accept this is my current reality. How am I going to deal with this? And I'm, I'm by no means out of it at, at, by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but, you know, as, as one of my mentors said to me, if you're going through hell, oftentimes the best thing to do is to keep on going. So I'm, I'm keeping on working with, you know, with, with myself and, and what I feel and my, my obligations and things like that. 
What would, what would help people? The, 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 the sort of two minutes of, of checking in is wonderful. And one of the things that I found for me is, is to take some quiet time, to literally carve some time out of my day where I put everything aside and say, okay, this is my time. And people, people can do this in a, in a number of ways. It, it could just be listening to music, meditation, maybe even prayer. What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think anything that invites kind of a curious noticing of oneself is very, very useful. And I'll add to that that it could be difficult to sit down and find quiet time when internally you are, like you say, you're, you're, you're really fired up because right now, in particular right now, we perceive this threat all around us, which leaves us very activated, very mobilized for action. So to kind of sit and find the quiet space could be, not for everyone, but some people may find it challenging. So what I would say is, is movement. Find a way to move your body every day. Like whether that's putting on your favorite song, going for a walk, doing yoga, doing push-ups, whatever, you know. Find, find a way or really commit to, to moving. Doing jumping jacks, you know, whatever. Just that helps us burn through but certainly the stress hormones that are, are in our bodies at present. And then you may find after that there's a bit more ease to sit down and meditate, maybe to read a book, you know, write in your journal. So, yeah, that's, the, uh, uh, that's what I would add to it is, is moving. And often what happens, oh, I'm going to say that with a little bit of a um, except if you move a lot all the time then you might need to, to do something else to help your system calm down. So what, we, what we're really aiming for is something called regulation, which is um, a place where you feel internally stable. That's probably the best way that I can describe it, where you're able to handle what life you know, puts in front of you. And when we're, when we're moving out of regulation, we can either get into that really hyper state or you can get into a really, really lethargic state. So if you're in a, a really lethargic state, maybe some loud music, you know, to help you shift and, and get going is needed. If you're in a really hyped up state and you're doing, 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 then it's incredibly important to find something that helps you. It's almost like finding the opposite, yeah, to help bring balance. And that's going to be unique for everybody but I think the key is spending time with yourself you know you said quiet time to reflect but I think time to be with just you whatever that looks like um, I think is incredibly important yeah that's that's very very sound advice but now Katie in terms of what you guys are are, are offering and, and I know with your your passion for for teachers because you know wellness and 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 getting your mindset right is incredibly important. And I would have thought in schools, this would have been a given for the teachers that they have this kind of training or access to this kind of stuff. But it seems they don't really. How would you suggest? Somebody's listening to this. Maybe um, it's, a, it's a principal, a vice principal, head of department, um, or even a teacher. And they're going, you know what? You guys are, are speaking my language. How do I change this? Is it worthwhile? That, that teachers amongst themselves talk about these kind of things? Because I know oftentimes if, if, if you get home from work, you may not have a partner or a significant other 
that is, is ready and prepared to listen to your issues? Absolutely. If, if you can find people that you can, that you can drop into safe connection with, sharing what's going on is incredibly beneficial and hugely supportive for our well-being. I mean, I think connection, connection is, is, is essential for us. We, we need other people. We do better together. You know, so as much as we need time for ourselves and reflection, we also need quality time and connection with other people. I think, I don't know, I live on my own. So after 46 days of lockdown, I was like, hold on, like, like I'm, I'm physically, I was, I was really struggling, you know, as in not being close to people that I care about and love. It was very challenging. And I, I'm sure, like like many of us, had to dig incredibly deep into other resources to be able to navigate what's been a very tough and, and stressful time. So I think also if we talk about it, it doesn't become that, oh, you know, that thing I mustn't talk about, that like stress. Like you, you talk to someone, they're like, flip, you know, I had a day like that last week. Like I just wasn't coping. Is there something you need? How can I support you? That starts to shift the environment. Mm. You see, and you mentioned this, this is a theme throughout our conversation so far is, is this, this connection and this need for, for connection and for understanding. And, you know, you see it so often in, in day-to-day life, you know, you, somebody will come up to you and they'll go, hello, how are you? And the automatic response is, I'm fine. And if mm-hmm. you, and, and to me, I'll give you the clean version of it. To me, fine stands for fouled up, insecure, <laughs> neurotic, and emotional. And, and, and even if you do, very often to, to, to other people, if you turn around and go, actually, I'm not doing so well today, they'll turn around and go, oh, that's great to hear because they're so wrapped up in their own lives. And I think this is something we need to take on board as well, is, is learning to pay attention and to nurture those connections. Absolutely. And here's the other thing. Don't ask someone if you don't have the space to listen to what their response is going to be. Just say hello. Oh, that's a good point. That's a very, very good point. Now, Kate, in terms of in terms of what Explorare offers to teachers, what have you got on the go? So if somebody's listening and they're going, okay, um, I've heard what you're saying. I'm going to try and take those steps, maybe implement something at the school I'm at. But if they need a little bit more, what do you guys actually offer for them? So uh, first of all, there's a whole lot of free content and support w- which you can find via the website, um, free courses. And one is a, oh, I really recommend everybody to start there, which is taking that emotional check-in, that, that internal reflection deeper. And and so that's there. Uh, there's most of the online courses are pay what you wish. So I'm hoping that financially that that takes away any barriers. And there's a course on creating emotional safety in your classroom which is relevant for yourself um, and obviously for, for your learners. And those you can choose, pick and choose individually. I've got a couple of free webinars coming up on resilience. And then, so that's all like if you just want to choose one thing. But if you want to dive into the, where I'd love everybody to be, which is, is into the, the well-being community, yeah, then I really would encourage teachers to go and have a look online um, and, and just see what it's all about. But at minimum, just start having these conversations. You were, you were so spot on when you said, you know, does it help to just talk to each other? And so that's where I would start. Find someone in your school that, that you have a, a connected and trusting relationship with and just 
have a conversation. How are you doing? You know, where are you at today? That has profound impact. And from there, things will open up. All right. Now, so, so you have, a, do, do you have such an online place or community where people can, can, can gather and, and exchange ideas and information and chat? Do you have something like that? Yeah. So, so part of the, um, not, not how it would be sort of from a, like a Facebook perspective, but there are, I've kind of got smaller groups. There's also, there's a Telegram wellbeing group, which teachers can just jump on, you know, to, to be part of. We have support groups where teachers gather and, and they can be in that environment. Yeah, it's less, I suppose, less kind of social media community and, and much more fostering of, of deeper connections and held containers. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And that's where I think we need to be because social media at the moment is an absolute nightmare. I, I avoid it at all costs because I think, you know, and it's been exasperated with, with coronavirus, but it somehow seems to have given people in general a, a license just to be nasty and to be mean. And I understand maybe they're lashing out, but it's certainly not good for you in terms of your mental well-being to focus on all of that. Kate, we're almost out of time. So if somebody is in need of some help if they if they want to find out more about these courses and by the way i love that that a lot of them you said are, are that uh, pay what you can uh, 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 model because i think it is so so important i mean we all know teachers are not the best paid people in the world where would somebody go to if they wanted to get in touch with you or your team or find out more about what explorare does I think the easiest place to start is on the website and it is emotionalwellness.co.za emotional wellness yeah.co.za okay and and has that got uh, all the bits and pieces there got all the information my contact details i mean they're welcome i don't know if you want me to share my email address as well people are very very welcome to email me and just check in and say this is where i'm at and and you know what do you recommend okay oh i've just got onto this website now that's lovely very nicely done and it gives you all your your bits and pieces there your free stuff and i think you know if you want to let's give out your email address if you don't mind because i think particularly at this time people people need you know just to know that there is a safe space and maybe somebody needs to connect with you sure so it's kate at explorare.co.za should i spell it yes <laughs> yes please <Okay. laughs> Um, K-A-T-E at E-X-P-L-O-R-A-R-E dot C-O dot Z-A. There we go. So if you, if you are listening and you need to reach out, you want to find a bit more, out a bit more about what Kate and Explorare do, you want to find out about uh, emotional well-being, emotional wellness, uh, teacher training and development, that is the place to go. So uh, emotionalwellness.co.za. Kate, thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule to have a chat to us. And a very big thank you for, for all you're doing for our teachers and people in the education sector, because I think it is something that is vitally needed. So thank you. No, only a pleasure. Thank you for having me. It has been our pleasure. That is Kate Rowe, the founder and CEO of Explorare. Thank you, Kate. And uh, until next time, look after yourselves. That was The Education Show. Simply learn. Join the conversation on zibuza.net. That's Z-I-B-U-Z-A.net.